gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe. Here in this great hall of justice are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am the Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to truth, justice, and peace for all mankind. Hey everybody, welcome to the DCTV Podcast, episode 120. 120, 121, whatever it takes, we'll do it for you. Um, we have a full uh, slate of DC shows to cover this week, including Arrow, uh, uh, Supergirl, eh, Flash, oh my god, Black Lightning, oh my god, Gotham, eh, <laughs> and Krypton, Why? So, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what happened on Gotham, why it would be why. Because it was, well, it was Krypton. What was Krypton? Krypton was the one where they uh, they revealed that uh, it was lightest sun at the end. Yeah. Okay, I think I yeah. missed that one. Oh, okay. I didn't watch well, that one that's yet. That's cool. I'll spoil it for you then. Uh, <laughs> but, I barely watched it, but I yeah, watched it. I watched it. Uh, but let me introduce my cohorts and co-hosts for the evening. First of all, he's the one who brought green light to Freeland, Mr. Rich the Chub Toad Sheldon. First green one, light, red light, blue light, go. The first one's free, right? That's right. Get a little taste. Get a little taste. Come on. And the sole surviving member of the House of Pasta, Mr. Daryl Taylor. <laughs> I like that house. That uh, yes, yes. I is there, thought, I there thought you were the House like, of L. Is there insignia <laughs> like a like a meatball in the, <laughs> in the diamond? Yes. <laughs> like maybe a pasta S over it or something, or yeah. so. So you're the house pasta. I thought you were, you know, Dare of L. Dare L. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. We're just going to sit here and wait for uh, for uh, Daryl to die out like the vultures on Walking Dead. <laughs> just wait it out. Just <laughs> wait it out. Just going to wait it out because it looks like it sounds like it's not going to take long. Uh, I'm going to start with the least of our shows this week, which would be Arrow. Which is the least interesting episode of Arrow this season, and that's saying something. Because it was all about Diaz, who I don't care about. I, man, I... And, like, we're supposed to... And, like, it starts off... It starts off with them flashing back to him being in an orphanage and getting bullied. Mm-hmm. And that's it's why... the end of the season, too. It's I like know. the end of the season. Maybe you should that's... have established his character sooner than the end yeah. of the season. Last season. Yeah, or any time before now. <clears throat> I, I will. I will give it this. I will say this, and, and I'm not complimenting the episode in no way, shape, or form because it was just what Jim said. But that actor playing Diaz, I think, gave at least he did everything he could with that material <laughs> to make it somewhat interesting. It failed. But at least, I mean, you could tell that he put the work in. But man, come on, Arrow writers. You have better talent than this. This is crap that you're writing. I mean, this is like not even B-level crap. This is like bottom of the barrel. Like you're just scraping well, the bottom so bad of shit. Is like they, it, it's almost like they remember saying, it's almost like criticisms that they know would happen if you thought things through. Like, 
the criticism of how is this dude so powerful and skilled and and smart all of a sudden you never explain it so then they're like oh let's let's do an episode where we focus on his on his whole uh, that they didn't even do the whole thing but just just no. focus on some of his motivations and it's like that's all late like you didn't develop this dude right you had this character what three seasons ago he was he was mentioned like yeah three seasons ago if i'm not he mistaken was, was it that long ago yeah, because he was a bit player, right? He's always right? been. He was always a bit player, right up until the right. reveal after the Caden James storyline, exactly. Which was, which was like marginally interesting, but even beyond right. that, Daryl, I don't care. This guy, That's I don't care too. about him. You know, That's if you gave too. me, it's like... if you gave me some sort of reason to care about this character, then hearing about his origin and how he came up and everything would be interesting. And, no I, and I and I agree. You know that the actor that plays Diaz. You know, did as 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 well, you know as good as he could, but I mean, I can shift an odd shit, and it's still shit. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I, mean, you know, I can make I, uh, it look good. I can gild the lily, but it's like, uh, why? You know, it's just like. But there's no ties to what there's his no like. Reason. There's no there's no links that would make you care other than it's just a bad guy. Like he's not he's not like uh, this is not like it's um, Merlin or somebody right who right. had. Right, who like had ties to Oliver. Well, look, like Caden James blamed Oliver for his kid's death, right? Yeah. Prometheus blamed Oliver for his his you know his dad's oh, death, yeah. right? Right. All these characters had motivations. Diaz's motivation is some kid bullied him when he was a little kid in an orphanage. Right. That's not a motivation. That's and that's... he wants to be a made guy. Like it's. A... It's a bad episode of Sopranos. Yeah. Everything with this is just he wants to be a made dude. But then he becomes a made dude. It doesn't work that way, though. Like, you can't... Like, you you took a city that was already crumbling, and you took the city over. If this quadrant, or whatever it was, really had the whole world... Like, if they had... Every like their their tendrils go into the whole world. Why would they care about this one little city that's right. that doesn't even work? That's the thing alone. Like that's the see that's the problem with the writing. You you are not giving this or you you put this organization as as the the most dangerous organization ever right. that has taken over pretty much holdings all over the world, right? you have to give something important. Like, you have to make something important in order for them to, to even want to deal with this guy. And they never did it. They All they did was come up with, it's a city with ports right. where you can ship things to and all that kind of stuff. And this, but yeah. this uh, city's horrible. And just on a writing standpoint... They're trying Why to turn it into care? Gotham City, and it just can't be Gotham City. Gotham even, City is Gotham City. Even with Gotham City, like it would, you would have to set it up that there's like important people in Gotham. Like Gotham had right. one of the one of the richest. Like they used to have like three or four of the richest families right there. So at least that's right. why it's important. Even when, even though it's dysfunctional. It has the richest corporations there. Well, and right? Daryl, I mean, the thing is, is Gotham City is in in what if it's Detective Comics, Batman, whatever version of Batman you're reading or watching, it's actually a character. It's a part of the Rogues Gallery almost in a way because of what it is. 
Yeah. This city has never been that way for the Green Arrow. It's never but been you have like to that give it a reason. Yeah, yeah, you have to give you it a reason. You can't just force it into it because we've we we've said this all along as long as we've been doing this show is that it this has been a surrogate for for Batman and Gotham for a long long time, you know, with everything with Ra's al Ghul, all of that stuff. And a lot of it's been okay, but you cannot just go all in on on this now in in the 6th season. You cannot make it what it's not. You just can't. Though there's all I mean this in this episode in particular it's almost like a microcosm of what has been wrong with Arrow. It's almost mm-hmm. like, like he says, you know, like you said, you keep referring to that interview, we, you know, we're going to let the story grow organically, according to Guggenheim, right? So they decide to make Diaz the main dude, outsmarting who's supposed to be the super genius, Caden James, right? And mm-hmm. all he is is a guy who worked his way up in the mob. I mean, if this quad, and there's so many things that don't make sense in this episode. Like, for instance, if this quadrant or whatever was so powerful and everything, do you really think for one second Diaz would have been allowed to live after killing that dude's son? No! No shit! That, they would have like, iced him on. in a friggin' heartbeat, dude. I mean, yeah. that's... No! I mean, yeah. if this Mr. Carter or whatever was really that powerful, he wouldn't even have had that minute to talk to him in this episode. They would have just cut his head off and brought it to him in a box. You know, you, know what's you were worse saying about that it? you were. I'm sorry, real quick, Rich. And you were saying this as a guy who wants to be a made man, like on The Sopranos. If this dude were yeah. in The Sopranos, he would have been dead by the end of the episode. Oh yeah, and that would oh, have been yeah. the point of it. You know what I mean? They they decided to elevate Diaz to like this criminal, you know, kingpin mastermind or whatever dude who's been planning this for months. So, you know, and use Caden James, you know, this, this super genius as a pawn, and use the Anatoly, the the you know the ex, uh, 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 you know, Russian mobster guy to you know as a pawn in his bid for power or whatever and now they're trying to fill in the backstory after the fact and right. that, just, yeah. that is just weak sauce man. it's all after the fact this is something usually for a comic book show this is something like Flash did this before where they would have that little comic the little um, either webisode or they had uh, they were actually doing comics because Juan uh, from No Apologies actually worked on one of them when they were, when they were doing these uh, digital uh, first comics that were tied in with the TV show. This felt like that. Like it's not something important. It's not something you need. It's it's they're not gonna waste time, but they do anyway. It's like you wasted a whole episode. Yep. And it's with like, the, and well, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just saying they they wasted a whole episode trying to set even the thing of setting up that Felicity is upset about Oliver being out in the field without her. Did you really need, like, this, what, did this at all make any sense just to have him go, I promise I'm coming home to you every, yeah. like, is this a setup so that he can get killed off but again? But, Daryl, at least that made sense. I mean, to me, that would be a, a concern or an emotion that that character would probably feel. At least that made sense. I'm not excusing this episode in any way, but that part, it's like, okay, I get it. Um, you yeah, know, but I, Oliver's response to that is total bullshit. It's like, yeah, oh, well, I, pro- yeah. I promise I'll always come home. Well, you I mean, can't make you a just, promise like that. And, and not only can you make a promise like that, you just totally invalidated all Felicity's fears and feelings. You know, everything, yeah, everything they she's only made, you that. just said, no, that's bullshit, I'll always yeah. come home. And you know, as the trope, they only do that when they know that they're going to, when something terrible is going to happen to the character. Like, exactly. That's, that's the whole reason for the character to say, just like when they say, I'm about to retire. This is my last, this is my last shift. I'm, I'm too retired. old for this shit. Right. I'm not, you know, he's going to die. 
th- th- this goes with this too. Like I, I'm gonna, I made a promise. I'm gonna come home no matter what. It is, uh, yeah, it's other bullshit. Because, but you already killed off Olive. Like if they end this episode with some stupid thing where it appears that he's dead, and they end the season with that. They've done this five times already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the times was in a mid-season finale when he fell off the mountain and he was stabbed with the sword. Right. Well, I'm I'm really holding out hope for this whole change for next season and everything. So I'm just kind of in that mode watching it now of just get through this, get through the rest of the season. It's going to be better. I had that mode, but I just couldn't believe that this was just bad. Like, I just couldn't believe that they took a whole episode to do a Diaz story out of nowhere. And it's like, and and on top of that, how did he, how are they killing everybody? Like, it doesn't even matter anymore that you have an army of people. And I'm room. not getting Laurel's role in any of this. This this. Well, she seems person. disgusted. Like, in, in other ones, in scenes where, there are scenes where she, it's like, almost like she's in love with this dude, right? And then there's yeah. like that, like a, like a, a like a, a Bonnie and Clyde type thing. And then there are other scenes where she looks horrified by That's his what I'm saying. It makes right. no brutality. Sense. Like after but he goes she, back and kills the, the orphan and set him and you know set him on fire or whatever. Yeah. Like she you just know. killed a bunch of people. But I'm like, it would only make sense if she hadn't crossed the line. But we've seen her kill a whole office of police officers. Right. Like, I mean, brutally, though. Like, we've seen her torture. Like, when she was with, uh, what was his name? Kincaid? Whatever his name was. Caden James? Caden James. Yeah. There, was an ep- there was a scene where they broke into a, um, a silo. She tortured a guy, and, Kin- yeah, and, and yeah. he told her, he said, I don't need you. I didn't even need you to kill the dude. We just, I just needed him to be knocked out. But she took such pleasure in killing these guys, these innocent people, where it's like, that's what I mean by the problem with this show. Characters don't fit. Like, the motivations, you can't change characters in mid-show. You set up the character to be bloodthirsty, so she should love what he's doing. Like, when he's brutal, he should, she should love it. You but can't Darryl, change it because it's lazy. She's been mm-hmm. affected by her her alternate Earth dad. She's starting yeah. to have, but she hasn't a conscious. I know, <laughs> but, but, but she doesn't, thing, and like, she hasn't. Yeah, she hasn't. And you so, can't have it both ways. You see, that's the worst thing it is is it took this show a few seasons to get me to like Quentin. I really because it was a character I was not while it was well acted. I was just not on board with his character for a long time, and finally I was, and I really like his character. And that's one of the things that I think is going to end up pissing me off the most about this season because I think in the end he's going to end up so hurt by her and the bullshit and it was all unnecessary they didn't need to write it this way they just didn't I, I, I just don't I don't get it anymore yeah. the only they, the only setup with her is that okay she's attached to him a little bit so she doesn't want him to get killed that's the right. only thing that they've set up which makes me think this, <laughs> this dude might not make it out this season who, Quentin? Yeah. It's the only thing I can think because they're setting this thing up where that's it. Like, that's the only thing I he hope cares not. about. 
I, hope I actually is. like his character. I really do. I and did then, like him, but I, then they I write like, him, yeah. but then they destroyed his character again because he keeps, as someone who's gone through this thing, he's a police officer, he's been through this thing, he's run the police force at one time. The way that he is manipulated by this woman who's not even his daughter is almost laughable now. Like, he's just an idiot. Like, he, they just right. portray him as a complete can, idiot now. He can be a good character when he's written well, but he just yes. has he's not been written well any of the, all this season, really. No, they write him like an idiot. And I, I mean, when they took what? his character through the whole alcoholic arc and all of that mm-hmm. stuff, it was so good. It was so it was good gross they did with this because character. Because there was character growth. There was character and now, growth there. Now they've just flushed all that down the toilet, man. And right, I, I've and got, I, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Daryl. Well, I would just say, I, I, you know what? With Thea, the the the, um, the actress that plays Thea, I this is one of those times where well, uh, I I could see why she would be like, I'd want to get off the shit show, because you're never as an actor if you want to really act and be in something consistent. This ain't this ain't the show, right? Yeah. This ain't gonna be it for you. Well, I've already spent we already spent more time on this than I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> I give this a D minus for dumbass Diaz. Who I, I really just I hate I hate the character because they just mm-hmm. you know, out of nowhere he's supposed to be like this great criminal mastermind and, and none of it was earned. None of it, not one. Bit on well. another show, he'd be fine. He'd be great on another show if they give his character some development beforehand and not after the fact. Then right. yeah, I would he agree could've... with you. He could have been a good character. He could have been a really good bad guy for this show, but he just it they executed poorly. They could and have I, he could have been Black Mask. That's the equivalent of Batman to me that what I think about when I see him. He's like it's like he's he's the closest I've seen to Black Mask, that character. Right. Being or, a gangster. Or the younger yeah. or the younger Falcone in uh, like Log or Halloween or Falcone. something, yeah. Right, right. But, yeah. So. Yeah, but he has no. He has no. I just don't care. I just don't care about him. Exactly. I don't I'm like care. if he if he dies at the end of the season, big deal. I don't care. He's a cipher. He has Doesn't no motivation matter. that I care about. He has no character traits that I care about. All he is 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 like henchman number three. You know. Yeah. So, even 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 I, I have to. I know it's a waste of time, but I have to say it because it bothered me so much. Even with all that nonsense with him. You set him up as being a character that is controlled and focused and and smart. And then on this one episode, you turn him back into a petty idiot. Mm-hmm. Because he had gone through all of this, and you knew that dude was alive. And you go through all of this because of your bully... It's I, I really feel like there was a writer or, or Valente or whatever. Sometimes people get too caught up in their own real-life mm-hmm. stuff that they throw oh, it in there and they don't use it well. Because I it makes smelled me some feel really like, hurt feelings in the yeah, background somewhere on this. I really did. It makes me yeah. feel like there was somebody with a bully story and, it, and instead of incorporating it well, it was just shoved in and it, and it, and it just was a mess. I think it came the other way. I think they were like, look, you brought this guy in from the middle of nowhere. We need to flesh out this character because he, there's nothing to him. Let's do an episode where we explain where he came from. And this is like the sloppiest and, and laziest way they could have done it. Oh. And, and and even with the premise that they had for this episode, it could have been a good background. It, it just could've. wasn't. 
I mean, it wasn't a bad idea. It just was very poorly executed. I also want to know where, if they had shown me where the kung fu was that he doesn't get shot. He can <laughs> dodge bullets and, and kill, like, 20 men in a room. Right. Because that's, that's a skill I don't understand. Like, if, that's the other thing, too, with the power sets, right? It, it, yeah, we there talked about that before. Yeah, like, I, Oliver used to be able to take out, like, 20 guys. Now he can't take out five. Yeah. He has to jump out the room. Remember, like he, yep. <laughs> there seems to be a deal where every time oh. he gets to an altercation, he it's like the same amount of dudes. It looks like the same amount of dudes he always used to fight. Now he has to. He gets hurt and he has to do his little arrow where he jumps up and flies out of the room, and that's it. Like skill sets are just off the board now. Like you, it just does. It only makes sense by the script. If we need him to not beat somebody. This episode, we got to write it like that. But then next week, he needs to beat these guys real quick. Okay, we'll write it that he can beat these guys real quick. That's another thing about this week's episode was it was the return of the ever-vigilant, total shitty choreography for the fight scenes. I mean, oh my god. It was like, I. it, it wasn't just badly choreographed. Whoever edited some of these was just like, they left too much time on certain things to where you're like, that's definitely not Katie Cassidy. I'm not even sure that that's Oh, uh, you know, you know, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, you could so make out her stunt double, which I get, but I mean, it was bad because it wasn't just like one scene where it was like, oh, they couldn't, man, they didn't get a good angle there, but it was like every scene of that fight that she was in, it was just like, that's not even her. You think she'd (laughs) been on the show long enough, she would do some fight training. You you think so, right? I think, but But, I guess not. Yeah, uh, but I'm not blaming her here. I'm blaming the, no. the stunt coordinators, the editor, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but this is definitely a D is give is a little too gracious. I think it's definitely. Oh, I stopped grading. I stopped grading. <laughs> they don't deserve grades. They're just done. Let's talk about Su- uh, Supergirl. Instead. Okay. Uh, last week's episode uh, called "Flying Monkeys," and. Um, it starts off with uh, everybody going out for karaoke. Great. Which was fun. It starts off with the whitest white girl dance moves I've ever seen. When <laughs> <laughs> like, Carol yeah. is up there, and I was like, yeah, and, 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 yeah. and, hey, I mean, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, I could watch it all night, but I'm saying. Yeah. White girl. White, I was some white, white girl, girl dancing. White, yeah. I, I keep thinking about that one internet meme where they have uh, the, the one black guy at the party and all the white girls are singing along to Fall Out Boy or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the black guy's just sitting there drinking booze waiting for the song to be over. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Not as, you know, a racial thing. It's just a meme that I saw that. That, happened, that happened to me, though, in real life when every white girl in this bar we were at started singing Friends, the theme to Friends. Oh, oh man, wow. I hate that. And, and it was the two black guys. <laughs> the two black guys who just sat there going, "Wow, how long is this gonna last? Is this gonna be over <laughs> soon? Please let this end." <laughs> yeah, oh, I used man. to. I, well, I told you about that on uh, on Nothing's On with my ex girlfriend yeah. with the uh, Alanis Morissette when mm-hmm. that, that song was really popular. Her and her friends yeah. would all sing that in the bar, and I'd just be like. Oh, what the uh, ought to know or I yeah you would know you ought to know uh, yeah, the anti man yeah. song <laughs> I think it was being rap it was being rap in that bar 
<laughs> there's oh, just something about when, and not only did they sing it, what 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 drove me nuts because he liked Friends. I never liked Friends that show. I never did. What either. drove me nuts is they tried. They sang it as if it was a soulful song, like the way they were into it. <laughs> they were serious, huh? You know, oh, when man. you get a little bit of drinking in you, you you're really feeling good and emotional right now. It's like they were singing that shit like it was the most. Like I could believe I could fly. Like it, it was oh, like man. I they were so deep. Like it was so deep into the song, and I'm watching it like just horrified. My face just horrified about this song. But but it cracked me up in a good way. Like this episode in the beginning, this is stuff I like. Like just yeah. hanging out after work. I thought it was as cool. Friends. It yeah, was that's awesome. the good stuff. Not everything this has is to be those a... good character moments. Exactly, it, yeah. it adds depth yeah. to the character. And plus, I mean, Melissa Benoist, like her her uh, background is in musical theater. Right. So most like, of them are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of them are from are. yeah. A lot of them are from Glee and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. The episode, this episode was shot through the heart, not uh, not flying monkeys. My bad. Uh, but anyway, the um, um, everything gets interrupted when uh, they find out that Wynn's father has been found dead in prison. Uh, who he was the toy man in what was the last yep. season, a season before. Yeah, we find that out. Yeah, uh, Wynn and the rest of the crew go to the funeral, and his mother shows up once it's pretty much over. Uh, and one, one last prank, the toy man blows up his own grave. Not just his mother, but his mother, played by Lori Metcalf. Lori Metcalf, right. I, who, I, I really liked it. Who is just a phenomenal actress. And uh-huh. she, not only did she bring it this episode, but her presence on the stage in front of the camera. She brought made Wayne bring it. She made him bring it. I was going to say, you know, when yeah. Wynn really stepped it up this episode, too. He oh, really, he really had some it. moments. He really brought it. When like, you have a good scene it. partner that can bring it out in you, that, that's what happens. And it was impressive as hell. Oh, yeah. That's what happens. You have certain guest stars that have that gravitas. You, you will, it will make other, act, you know, make other actors really bring it, too. Because they, they want to you know, they want to impress who they're working with. Yeah, well, she's a phenomenal actress, and yeah, yeah I was just yeah. impressed. Very impressed. Yeah, that, that scene where he confronts her about, you know, and then she explains that his father threatened his life if she didn't leave and stuff, and that, yep. I mean, that it that was a got, good, that was a good scene. That got real, man. It got real because there, that is so, I've heard so many stories like that. Like, you know, yeah. watching anything that's about, um, Abuse. Watching anything that's about domestic abuse, it is so like that. Like the, you yep. know, like the covering it up. Everything that they discussed, it was like it, it got real. It was, it was like I know this is a superhero, a little superhero show, but uh, we're gonna give you some realness, real quick. Hey, I thought it was Emmy worthy. We gonna we gonna give you some realness, and we gonna sit down and really get into this. That, and they did a similar episode when um, when they got into Alex always hiding the fact that she suppressing the fact that she was gay mm-hmm. yeah I think Supergirl so, does its best when it deals with the characters on a real level you know yeah yeah uh, and that that good acting is undercut by a flying monkey uh, attack <laughs> <laughs> Mary's told to surrender by way of a flying monkey then a whole army of them attack uh, luckily James didn't have to put on his guardian suit to help out um, oh yeah, because you know if he got to, if the guardian has to come in, 
That's some serious stuff when the Guardian has to come into it. Now, there was another cool uh, side scene here uh, with uh, Alex and John and Myron. Myron? Mm-hmm. When uh, they they talked first about uh, choosing to live as, uh, as two black men, which was yes. interesting and why like that, that was hard to do. And then uh, Myron is having trouble remembering words like wine, and he forgets he has granddaughters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he asks Alex to keep it a secret from John. I mean, it's like a nice... You know, parallel to like, um, I uh, think, like Alzheimer's, you know, or something. You know, it was, it I, was, think I thought it was well that. acted. Carl Lumley's yeah, awesome. I think they, if yeah. you were able to catch the DC and DC panel, the actor had really said that. So I wonder if they pulled some of that from him. Said what? Like, like the words he said those words in the panel. Oh, when he was talking about playing, you know, when he was talking about being a black man and um, how he never got to... There's no British versions of black superheroes. Right. At the time, when he was growing up. So, like, he, he it's a lot of what he said in the scene. I was sitting there going, why does this all sound familiar to me? And I was like, dummy, because the actor said it for real when he was talking about his own personal uh, history. So I wonder what like I I really wonder if they had really pulled, you know, most of this from just talking to him. Well, like you were talking about abuse, or, you know, being like being a real issue they're dealing with here in the superhero mm-hmm. show. They deal with two different real issues here. They deal with yeah. you know racism, then they yeah. also deal with like you know Myron asks Alex to keep it a secret from John. You know, that, yeah. there's a whole pride thing about you know like Alzheimer's or losing your memory. That's and stuff how they react. That's yeah, really yeah. that's real. That's you know that's, stuff that's so real. But but you know, Alex, you know, tells him that John needs to know, and you know, I, I feel like that's a setup for something that's not going to end well. Um, but I'm, I'm yeah. So, but yeah. I was so happy to see Carl Lumley and and uh, and uh, Charlie Lay like really do a good you know job of that. You know, good acting in their part. Which I hate though. I I I know it's going to be acted so well when they do this. But what I hate about it is that they're taking away family already. Yeah, yeah, and I it's love Carl. Right. I love Carl Lumley. I wish he would stay on the show. I think he's a great. actor. I don't know why they feel the need to get rid of family and friends on the on these shows. Like I don't, I don't know why they do. Well, that. maybe like, they'll find a way to cure him or something. Who knows? I don't know. I mean? know. Like I, I doubt they'll do it because, like, they like even with the mom, I was like, they're gonna get rid of her, and I and I thought sadly, like, don't kill her, but they're gonna find a way. Like they did it with Flash's father, like. Oh, everything's fine. I'm cl- I'm cleared of all charges. I can't be here though. I gotta go to a, ca- a cabin <laughs> far away. And it's like, why? Why? So I can yeah. come back as a doppelganger. It's like, yeah, so I can get killed it, and then come back as a doppelganger. Yeah, yeah. It's like you really don't gotta go, but okay. Hmm. You can step in. Like, it, it's no reason why you can't guest star every now and then or have a phone call or something right. like it doesn't mean you have to be on the show 24 7 but it's feel like they feel the need to we have to really make sure that they can't come back and like speaking of john uh wesley ship i just saw him at, at still city con like a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. he's still in great shape he could easily be on that show as much as man you, you damn right he could that's why every time they be doing that shit where he he got to stop running because he's tired and i'd be like that's bullshit that man ain't that man ain't tired. <laughs> he's still in shape. That man ain't tired. Oh, he's, he's, all in, right. he's in good shape for guys. Yeah, that shape. man is all right. He ain't, he ain't tired like that. Come on, stop uh, lying. Marion Wynn have another scene where uh, she tells him exactly when his father threatened his life. 
Um, she was trying to get Wynn away from him, and you can see uh-huh. that Wynn is starting to believe her. But then uh, Mary almost immediately turns around, steals a gun, and heads to the Wiggins Game Company because she found a piece of a monkey that told her exactly where to go. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, oh no, don't don't kill her. <laughs> and it turned don't out it. the uh, the toy man's protege is the maintenance worker from the prison. Uh, when James, Kara, and Monel get to the game company, and we end up seeing a you know, flamethrowing tank. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, let me tell you something on these CW superhero shows, the CW Arrowverse. These prisons have got to vet their guards that they're hiring and the <laughs> staff that they bring in a lot better because this is getting to be a real problem with their prison staffs in these shows. I Just wish saying. that I could say that. I wish I could say that, but then you knowing, knowing people that have worked in, in prisons I've worked for in years <laughs> you just li- just recently if you look in the news just recently yeah. they have found like multiple people that have either a guard that uh, there's a guard a female guard that fell in love with one of the inmates oh yeah and, they happen and yeah. was smuggling stuff in. like it still happens like it, it so no I, I I see it it happens like there's something about the female to male, male to female, whether, you know, a male's in a female prison or, or a female guard is in a male prison, it's just something about that which yeah. causes these relationships to develop. So I, it is totally real that this, this dumb guard would just l- fall in love with this abusive asshole. Like, every killer, every serial killer, every evil bastard that we know in history... You ask the people, you know, the guards and stuff, how much mail do they get from potential love interests? And it's in the thousands. Yeah. Yeah, no, that stuff, that is true. That is definitely true. Yeah, so it makes Uh, sense. But I'm just saying, man, come on. I know, yeah, I know. (laughs) She even got to learn. Like, she was even sitting there learning how to do all that stuff, and nobody figured it out. Uh, they end up fighting a flamethrowing tank and plane bombs and mechanic dinosaur and Supergirl in a life-size action figure casing. Jim? Jim? We've lost uh, I, Jim! I forgot to mute. Sorry. Oh. I forgot to oh. unmute. Uh, they end up fighting a flamethrowing tank and plane bombs and a mechanical dinosaur mm. and Supergirl in a life-size action figure casing. That was cool. <laughs> it this was Superman the cool. animated. Like I, it totally reminded me so much of the Superman the animated series when they when they dealt with the Toy Man. Yeah, it was, and the Toy Man in the animated series was like kind of creepy and stuff. I mean, no, he, he was very yeah. creepy. He's like really, uh, really well done. So yeah. Uh, ultimately, Wynn and Mary take out the protege. Um, they go back to karaoke night. Uh, Mary gets to tell Wynn how proud she is of him finally, and Wynn actually mm-hmm. wants her to stay. Um. Monel finally tells Kara about the third word killer uh, who involves into Blight and they can find her today that can save a lot of lives. And I then, almost smacked the window because I thought this was, a se- this was the big secret. Yeah. But, but, but why finally? Because he just found out himself, didn't he? Didn't yeah, he? but they've been, they went through the whole episode without him saying anything to her. And finally, he's like, yeah. oh yeah, by the way, uh, well, this yeah. whole thing you've been dealing with for weeks and weeks and weeks, you know. Um, they, him and his mom get on, when his mom get on stage and sing Take On Me, mm-hmm. uh, John joins them and he, he's found out about his father's condition, Myron told him. Um. That was sad, too. And her and John really have, like, a father-daughter thing going on, too, which is... It is of, straight up father-daughter. Like, I, yeah. I don't know, it feels like they grew even closer as father-daughter in real life 
over yeah. this season. Yeah. I don't know what happened with them. Like, they always seem to get along, but it just, I don't know what it is, but it just feels like those two actors have just bonded even yeah. more over something. Like, it, it, they just have that feel. Like, she looks him in the eyes like they spend Christmas with the, all, the whole family together, spending Christmas together. Like, you could see it. Like, you could. You would not be surprised if they didn't, you know, bring their kids and stuff and, and hang out and everybody's together because they just have that that way of looking at each other. It's so familiar. It's more familiar than the writing allows. Yeah. Like the writing yeah. doesn't even write it that way, but they just seem so much like a father and daughter. It's good to rapport it, the actors have for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, a natural way of leaning on each other, hugging each other. Like they're just such a, a natural way that they have with each other that it just. And it, makes, so it and it makes sense in in the context of the story because he you know he brought her up in the DEO and stuff. And yeah, it's he totally totally, did. totally works. Yeah, uh, yeah. there is a cliffhanger ending where Lena is lying, lies to James about where she's been with Sam, mm-hmm. and it kind of leads us to believe she really she knows what Sam really is. So I'd yeah. still forgive Lena for doing this because I forgive Lena. Yeah, anything. I agree because she's that fine. <laughs> she's so like, fine. I'd forgive her. Yeah, but you know the thing that bothered me so much with with when they had the. Um, the conversation between um, what you call his mom and him at karaoke, where they do the don't. I, I swear it's a CW thing, where they do the thing of, all right, your father's gone now. Like the one thing that kept us from being together is is he's dead. All is good. So now, when I gotta leave you forever now, <laughs> because for yeah. some some strange reason, when you become an adult, you are not supposed to stay in contact with your parents at all. Like that's some weird rule that we've never heard of before. Yeah, it's just I know, in the, was weird. The, the CW superhero world, like it, it's it called, they're make... not going to get Laurie Metcalf to commit to being I'm a saying, series regular. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what exactly it is. what it is. Because I'm like, that's the stuff that bothers me that that uh, Black Lightning doesn't do right now. Like that's that's the shit that doesn't make any sense to me. People can get together, families can be together. Oh like, no! Now that Black Lightning and his wife are back together, she's going to have to leave. Right, right. <laughs> like hire an actress that you know, hire an actress that can do more than just the one show. Then, if that's your issue, well, let's do go. That. Let's go into Black Lightning, but first, let's drop. Yeah. Our, let's drop our letter grade on, on Supergirl. I give it a B. This is strong. It's uh, a strong big, return. Man. This is one of my best, one of my favorite episodes of this season. I think. Wow. I thought I was going to be the lower grade. I was giving it an A minus. I I really I, there were very few issues I took with this episode. I thought it wow. was very well done. Yeah. To me, to me, I mean, I'm I'm not joking around. I think that there should be an Emmy buzz around her Lori Metcalf's performance on this. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah. Um, just it was is a very good episode. Very good. Totally. So. The Black Lightning season finale. It's called Shadow of, Shadow of Death, the Book of War. Fast season, huh? I'm saying. I can't believe it's already over, man. It's been so good. Too fast. Too fast. Damn. I'm glad it's coming back, though. That'll be that'll be great. It better come back. I'd be mad. We um, Jefferson is lying comatose in Gamby's secret cabin, and we end up getting with a black and white flashback filter. We get a lot of uh, like flashbacks and and uh, like memories and stuff. Um, we see Gamby warning his dad. I mean, we, we probably see more of Alvin Pierce in this episode than we have before at all. Yeah. Um, we see Gamby warning Alvin to stop pursuing Tobias. 
Uh, you know, while young Jefferson watches from the car, we cut to Alvin's funeral. Um, we see Alvin instilling Jefferson with a lifelong love of education and self-betterment and stuff. And then uh, Stairway to Heaven by the OJs is playing in the background. Yeah. Great, yeah, great yeah. choice. What a great song. They know how to do that music, man. Yeah, they're, they're really on point with the soundtrack, for yeah. sure. And then there's like this... Um, um, he has a conversation with his dad. It kind of reminded me of Black Panther a little bit. Yes, you know, where he did. talks with his yes, father. And he's, you know, Jefferson apologizes for hiding under the bed when Tobias came and Alvin said, no, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I told you to do. And then, you know, he apologizes for the violence he's done, his black lightning and stuff. And his dad says, peace ain't always peaceful. Yeah. And Alvin apologizes for leaving his son too soon. And they're, they're, uh, they start to cry. And then Alvin tells his son to go back and finish business. Yeah, I mean, they start to cry, I cry. That was great. I mean, it's just really well done, man. And, like, it's, yeah. it's all kind of, like, puzzle pieces we've seen little bits of all season long kind of just falling into place. Um, it's good stuff. And it's so good how his oldest daughter is just as pig-headed and a pain in the ass as he is. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Gamby's like a... Gamby became, like, a surrogate father to, to Jefferson. And... When he tries to touch up, like the fear, that actor's a good actor anyway, right? Yeah, James, yeah. James Raymar is awesome, absolutely. When he, he makes me feel fear for them too, like the in his face, when he's like, I don't want you to go outside, don't go out in that, <laughs> yeah. don't go there, don't do it, I'll do it. Like, this dude ain't got no bulletproof nothing, he ain't got no powers, he ain't got no bulletproof nothing. Nope. But he's so like a fa- like you could tell that he loves this family so much, and he feels and he has and he so feels much res- guilt. And he f- yeah, I was gonna say he feels so, so responsible for guilt. Alvin's death. He's, you know, he's like after this, you guys run me with no. I'm already still hurt from the last time they beat the de- beat me to death. Almost, I'm gonna take these two guns and just go outside and just take a beat down. Like, but you felt it. Like, it was real. Like, I will die for this family. There's no way that I will not die. None of these people will die. If if they die, I'm dead. There's no way that I'm going to live and let the, anything happen to them. And so to be able to portray that in those scenes, it's so good. Like, when you have real good actors like that, just pull that off. Like, it really made, it gave the episode so much weight. Yeah. When you when you got to tell yourself, wait a minute, but these are people shooting lightning and stuff at each other. But, but you get so caught up because of how good they are as actors together. Like, they really have good chemistry, too. I'm, I'm like, damn, this episode was crazy. I was like, I was mad. Like, give me a gun. I'm going outside. Too. I'll go take care of these ASAM actors. <laughs> Those sons of bitches. Leave, leave, leave this family alone. Exactly. Right? I'll it's take care of that enough. Martin Proctor asshole. Make America great again. My ass. Exactly. Know? Oh, I could have done without that line. I yeah, they had to put that in there. That. They had to put that in there. But uh, the the he Proctor's the the big threat in this episode. Plus, he was like, you know, he's he said something like. Uh, um, you know, he justified what he was doing with the green light is, you know, they'd all be on welfare in jail by now yep. anyway. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, stuff like that. But despite all that talk, Proctor's losing and he knows it. Uh, like all of his test subjects are dying. He doesn't know why. And, uh, first he tries to find out Tobias is the lead, but Tobias sends Lala to him as like a human bomb almost. Damn. I know it was awesome. And, um, then the operatives finally find Gamby's cabin. 
Proctor goes all out and orders ASA troops to descend on the, the first family. Uh, Jefferson's ready to make the sacrifice, you know, even without his powers. He figured the suit should be a big enough distraction. Um, obviously, you know, he's thinking, you know, his dad didn't have any powers, so he put his life on the line. But, yeah. But Jennifer, Jennifer ain't having it. <laughs> nah. Nah, man. She's like, nah, nah. You're not doing it. Did we ever learn this season why Jefferson wasn't affected negatively like the like the others were when he was a kid with his powers? No. Because I'm no. wondering, I'm wondering if Gamby creating that suit for him, if, like if that somehow helped keep him from deteriorating, or you know, or or what have you? Because what is the suit- difference? It's a superhero trope. I mean, you're asking a question for something we've read in comics all the time. There's always a test subject, right? There's always yeah. something where yeah. 10 people are tested, right? And there's always the one person who survives it. And then that one person just happens to be the right person that will become a hero. You know, that's good and will become a hero at the end. Like, yeah. I. It's comic booky. I I think that that's just completely comic booky. I don't think we're ever gonna gonna get. I mean, think why. of all think of all the times they tried to replicate the Hulk, right? You know, I mean, it's only yeah, or Captain or, America, or Captain yeah, America, and it never yeah. works that way. It yeah. never works that way for the same people. You know, it's comic books. It's 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 yeah. just that. Oh yeah, I just was kind of curious as to because you know I I, I don't th- I don't think they're gonna give one. I really don't. Yeah, I'm fine with like, that. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's just, but like what Jim was saying with Gamby and everything, it just, mm-hmm. it makes me, it makes me wonder more because it just, I, I really like what, like what you were talking about that, the, the, the chemistry between him and this family and everything mm-hmm. going on with it. Um, and there had to have been something besides him having powers that had to endear him somehow. So I'm just curious yeah. to see more of that. If story he could have, he would have built it. I mean, I could believe that, but. I, I just think it, it just so happened his, his his genetic structure just happened to be that way. And then for the daughters, I think that they have a stable. Uh, well, they have his genetic. They, they have yeah, his genetics. DNA. So right, because yeah. they were born with it. Like right. they, that's the thing. That's the difference is they were actually born with these powers. They weren't their their genetic structure wasn't changed because that's what they're doing. They're changing their genetic structure to do this stuff, and it, and you know you're messing with stuff that you can't. You know, it, it'll change back. So I, I think that that's that's the deal. Well, Jennifer ain't ready to let her daddy go down like that. So. Hell no! She gives Hell him a big no. hug and reboots the system and is able to return his power to him. So now, you as know, corny as that is, game I'm on. It was it, cool. it, it totally worked. It totally worked. It as corny as it is for me to say that, Corey, and the way totally, they played it, it totally worked, dude. Like she, when she saw, she thought her father was gonna be was gonna go out in these streets with no powers and die. Man, please. She was like, <laughs> in a in a world where Bebo can save the day, her d- rebooting him with the hug was perfectly logical and worked perfect. I kind of like it's been dealt with in the comics before, though. But I kind of like that whole deal of nature. Kind of like there is this thing of nature um, that kind of creates what you need. So it's like it, it's it's something like the, the reward for him is. As you get older, he will lose his his he won't um, he won't be able to to push his powers as much as he used to. Right, that's just a natural thing. You're a battery; it just, you just start to fade out. Right. It is just something <clears throat> that nature will provide you a child 
that can recharge a battery. Uh, and imagine some of the cool fight scene, yeah. them duo that we're that we're gonna get next season or beyond. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just just I, think about that for a second. Just yeah. close your eyes and think about it. That's well, awesome. Well, let's think about the cool fight scene we had here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was great. Uh, the mu- the music too. Once again, it was Timmy Turner. Oh, I looked man. up the, I looked up all the music for this episode because mm-hmm. I was so impressed. Uh, Timmy Turner by Designer. Uh, played over it, and uh, what a great song! And Thunder gets hit with a power neutralizing containment field, but yeah. like, but like Black Lightning, like uh, takes the guy out, and like he takes out the, his own like assailant, kind of Kamehameha style, you know, from oh. from uh, Dragon Ball. That was awesome. I like how everybody was suiting up. Like it was even like, Lynn yeah, and Gamby were up on. in up on it. You yeah. know, they had guns yeah. and they're yeah. defending everything. But um, Henderson comes and saves the day with the Freeland PD. Mm-hmm. And that's what causes Proctor to finally back off and abort the mission and run off. Yeah, he got the role. We got to go. I'm, I'm so glad to see Henderson step in and, and you know kind of save the day like that. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I am getting to one. I like his character, but I'm getting to like that actor more and more. I loved his character in Criminal Minds, and his character here is like three times better. And it it's just yeah, that, Criminal that, Minds he didn't fit, but he fit with this a lot yeah. better. Well, I liked his character in Criminal Minds, but I don't just, think it, yeah, I don't think it fit. The chemistry it, wasn't yeah, there. It wasn't yeah. there because he didn't have that time with them. But yeah, it worked. It worked well for him to be that cop, and because even when he didn't. Like I, you, even when I want to get mad at him, it's still he's working in a in a, in a system that's not completely right. working. But so it's, it's like, but as cool hmm. as that scene was, like this next scene when Proctor gets back to the pods, he finds like Man. the Pierce's waiting for him. Man, and like you know, you know he calls Gamby a monster, and Gamby's like, "You're right," and then just cold blooded right. shoots oh, him. Oh, that was awesome. And that what was the opposite was awesome. of something that will happen in in, in a flash episode? Um, sometimes it's all right to put it put a monster down. Right. I'm sorry. It's just like I don't want to sound heartless, but you know what? Like even the even the mother even the mother was like, I ain't goodbye. I ain't trying to, <laughs> I ain't trying to defend him. That was some ice cold shit, man. That was awesome. Because if her whole, like, they knew her, he knew that her family were, you know, they knew the names, he knew, they already went after them before. So it's like, if the choice is, this killer of children dies, and so my family's protected, or he lives, and we have to go through this again? Oh, hell no. Right. That dude killed kids. It wasn't like he's just an innocent dude and it happened to be that and you know, like that would be wrong. No, this dude was killing kids and wanted to kill more kids. Hell no. Put that motherfucker down. And Gamby yeah. did the thing that, you know, Pierce and his family couldn't do. You yeah. Know what I mean, I mean, yeah, because he Pierce isn't a killer, you know, but Gamby yeah. is. <laughs> so, hey. They weren't happy about it, but it, it was but what it, it was. It, that's the way it worked out, man. Uh, so the pod kidnappies are saved, and um, it turns out that uh, you know the paranoia about the government was right all along. There's a, a guy who's like uh, on the local news that says you know government put crack in the ghettos, gave heroin to white mm-hmm. folks in the, in the rural areas. Then they came and put green light in Freeland. They're gonna put something somewhere else. Say nothing new, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, sad, also, sad but true. Yeah, sad but true. 
And also, anytime when there's a dis- when there's a a poor area, the disenfranchised things seem to be tested in those areas. That goes for every country. Yep. That's the one that they know that they they can risk losing. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, but that whole scene when um, when uh, uh, I can't think of his name, like this, the Alzheimer's section of the show. The bad guy, uh, Tobias. Tobias. Well, when Tobias, that scene when they're coming in those doors to get that dude, like yeah. when the music they play for that one too. Yeah. And even even fake ass Static Shock was cool. The way they, with the slow motion walk, when he was throwing them darts at them people left and right, right. like it all flowed. Like it just the way it just all flowed together. And that woman, I don't know what she is, but she ain't human, man. She scares me. <laughs> I don't know what she is. There's something about that. She intrigues me. She scares me at the same time. Um, but just that whole scene of just that hallway action. Yeah. Where yeah. it doesn't seem like they're trying to, they didn't try to like copy the Marvel, you know, the MCU TV shows when they do the hallway fights. They didn't try to copy it. It's just a different way of doing it. And it was just so cool and smooth how it was done, how he just, mm-hmm. you know, came in. And it makes sense because Tobias is like, I don't. I don't like nobody having no chains on me. I don't want nobody. They also like have that thing where they swung the camera all the way upside down. Yes. I think they did that same move in Black Panther too, when Killmonger takes the throne, remember? Yeah, I think so, yeah. That really yeah, that reminded me that. of that. I know I keep mentioning Black Panther, but there are a couple of echoes there, you know. There are similarities in some of the storytelling there is. Yeah, and um he he uses Proctor's thumbs. Yes. To to open up that briefcase. Man, <laughs> he is just diabolical, right? He's, he he's all I want to know is when is Vin Rains coming in to pick up Marsalis Wallace's <laughs> Oh, my goodness, man. Because this dude is evil. He, when she comes in smiling with the fingers, he's like, oh, yeah, give me them fingers. Mm-hmm. He's like, ooh. Like, those, <laughs> those two. Those two together. Tobias and his henchmen. Right. She's like, long live the king. Yeah, they work too, man. They I love her. Too. She is awesome. She's really good. Yeah, they it's... got good chemistry. Also, like I like how mm-hmm. they they work together with that. Yeah, that's Oof. Just, I give this a total A, dude. I know we've given yeah. like every episode this season an A, but this show deserves it. It is good. My only complaint is I still don't understand that whole thing with the guy coming back to life with the with the tattoo. I still don't really. Get yeah, that. I, I hope. Well, that's and the is only he dead now? Like Did he die in the explosion or? I don't know. They didn't really make that clear. Because yeah. he died, he already died once before, so I mean... Well, no, I'm wondering if whatever this spell or whatever the curse is or whatever mm. it is, is he can just die over and over again. I think he'll be back. I mean, because why not? Like, it makes no sense to to bring him back and you don't explain it yet. It's got to be he's going to come back again. Like, yeah. it's, it'll be a recurring yeah. thing. He's going to come back again. I think so too. Well, from the beginning of the series, I've I've liked Lala's character. They've mm-hmm. I think that they've done some really good, not good, but you know, they've done very well with that character. I I I think I, I they wrote it well. The actor really <laughs> he brings it, especially when he's confused about what the hell's going on, yeah. and we and we as the audience are just as confused. It's like like we're we're in that actor's head like. What I the have hell a is feeling, going on? like I have a feeling that she put something on him, 
And I think that they didn't they didn't want to connect too much with it because they weren't they didn't know if they were going to get a green light light for second season off the bat. Right. Right. So that that's why I think that's why we didn't get a scene of like Lala coming back again at the end. I want but Lady I, Eve back. Yeah. But me I too. think if Lady Eve could make I think if she could make that dude come back, like this, right. she's got to mm-hmm. have something on her that can make her come back as well. Right? That actress who plays Cyanide, by the way, her name is Charby uh, Dean Creek. She's a South African. Wow. And diplomatic immunity, no wonder. Diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity. Okay, let's move on to, let's do Gotham, you say. Well, real quick. I don't want to just give that episode an A. I want to just say the whole season was an A for Black Lightning. I mean, I mean, we, we, yeah, I think that all three of us have given it an A every single episode, but that just elevates the... It, it looks... They need to sit down Berlanti and them and say, look, this is what you need on air. Listen, they already keep talking about, oh, we're going to cross over. We're going to cross over. Yeah. You know what? And I'm fine if they do, as long as it makes sense and it's well written. Uh, this show, this show is like everything the Arrow is not. So. Yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what Arrow once could have been? Yeah. Well, it was at one time. I don't think Arrow was ever this good. I don't no, think it wasn't any this good. But I mean, it, but it was good at world building. For what it, it was good at world building. Yeah. Yeah. When it started. Uh, yep, this episode of Gotham is called "To Our Dust and Beyond." It's I call good. it I call it an extra episode because I swear last week was the end. Yeah, I, this was very extra. You know, it it wasn't ex- extra in a good way. It was extra no. like, oh, we need to kill some time before the season finale. <laughs> exactly, because <laughs> last week was so good, and this was like girls versus boys in League of Shadows. It was like what? It was. No. I was like, what? What are you? It's like okay, they they bring back Rachel Ghoul from the dead, right? And they're mm-hmm. like, they're like, oh, you need to kill Barbara. Barbara's bad. And Rachel's like, no, she's fine. And they're yeah. like, they're like, no, no, she's bad. She's bad. And they get, they all like, she really sucks. And Rachel's like, oh, okay, I messed up. I'll kill her. You know? Yeah, it was so weird. There was it no was good so... explanation for it at all. Because at first yeah. it's like, oh. It was like he knew what she was going to do. That was the point. Like he groomed her for this position. Yeah. And now they're bringing him back from the dead to kill her. And <sighs> well, and the whole painting thing, I don't get. Yeah. What What is with the painting? It's not her, but it looks like her. I just I don't know. I'm really uh, confused with did, the whole Raish thing. Yeah. Why did Raish go to all that trouble to like? You know, bring her back and like program her to run the League of Shadows if he was gonna, right. you know, come back and kill her. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me either. It just kind of bothered me about this episode. Um, they're, they're they're real vague about what the demon's head power is too. Yeah, it's like they don't know. It's like you can well, see it, see a little bit into the future, and your hand glows. Yeah, as far yeah. as I can you, tell, <laughs> you've got Danny Rand syndrome. <laughs> oh no! I'm Danny Rand. 
I'm Danny yeah, Rand. Yeah. I'm the Iron Fist. I'm the Immortal um, Iron Fist. No, if he had I'm that power, he would Fist. realize he would realize everybody would hate him playing into the What do you think? Of, what yeah. do you think of my recreation of season one of Iron Fist? Are you ready? I am yeah. the I'm the Immortal Iron Fist. I am the Immortal Iron Fist. I am the Immortal Iron Fist. <laughs> I'm gonna get my I, ass kicked. I think you played it better than he did. Well, thank I think you. <laughs> but every time Barbara's hand would light up, that was. Big, Jumped into the front of my mind was Danny Rand from that crappy Iron Fist. And then, like, why? I don't understand why Bruce would help Barbara steal the knife uh, to kill Rage. Because he already killed Rage once, and that, like, messed him up for episodes. He went through this journey already. Yeah, and, he already and, did almost, this. Yeah, and even, even Selena said it, like, oh, you're a dick, though. Like... When you did this last time, you became a dick. I don't want you to do this again. Yeah. I don't want you to kill this guy again. Yeah. Cause we went through this already. It was just right. like, I, I, I didn't understand it. And it just kind of, you know, the Bruce is a killer stuff kind of got pushed away this time. That was such a big deal before. I think know. they got so fancy. I think they, they, they had such a strong season. They got they got a little overconfident and put too many things in here. Because they really didn't need this race thing at all. And like he isn't a zombie anymore once he gets his power back? I just like what? well, I yeah. I think the purpose for bringing Raish back, and I don't disagree with it. I just don't like exactly how they did it in this episode. Um, but I mean, it's obvious the whole reason is it's setting up the no man's land. Is the that what it is? Well, he's the one in during that vision. He's like he he says, "I've seen Gotham burn," and all of that. And when you see that, that is definitely no man's land. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've they did already say, talked yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, they did say that. That's right. Um, so, so I'm okay with. It. I just I don't get. Well, you know that I've not liked the Barbara character from season one. I've not really liked her character. I mean, the actress is is hot and all, and she, you know, like you guys say and everything. But I just that character has not made sense from the very beginning of this series, and I just I don't get. Her relationship with the whole Raza Ghoul and and all of that it just well this didn't make it sense. It doesn't after seem the like it's a good idea. It just doesn't like she seem was good. fine the way. Actually, to be real, she was fine the way she was. Like when she would, you know, when they got together to take over the the club and all that. I just yeah. figured that'd be the deal. She'd have yeah. the club. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But like then they yeah. had to bring back all this Raza Ghoul shit again. It's like why? Yeah, exactly. That's why I was thinking through the whole thing. I'm like, why are they even doing this? Um, the other plot line we get is, uh, the kind of relationship happening between uh, Riddler and Lee. Um, yeah. Riddler is helping Lee knock over some mob banks to make money for the Narrows and Penguin gets wind of this and wants in on it. Um, Butch throws himself in so he can raise funds to find a cure for Solomon Grundy stuff. So they're bank robbers. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Penguin tries to convince Riddler to betray Lee and cut her out because Penguin fears Riddler's love for the doctor turned crime boss will, will you know, bring back Ed. And Riddler looks like he's going to betray Lee, but ends up turning the tables on Penguin and Grundy. Mm-hmm. So now it's like Team Lee and Team Oswald against each other again. And I thought this was kind of taking us back to before. I mean, I really like the fact that Penguin and, and Ed, like, were friends again. Right. Like when he got frozen in the ice a few episodes ago, and he didn't rat him out, and I thought like it was going to yeah, be a good bond yeah. between them. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, Lee's hot. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, I but, get that, but I, yeah, I didn't know why they did. Like I, 
and they, even with the whole thing, it's like I, I, I'm cool with the whole point of Lee. She's not evil, but she there are things she needs to get things she needs to get done to run the Narrows to be there to help people in the Narrows, and he, she can't have a good guy to do it. She needs a bad guy to do some of this stuff, right? And she's not, and it, and she's so damaged, like it really is not a big deal. I'll seduce this dude to get him to do it. You know, it's not a big deal. Um, that's a morality. That's a that's her play. Like it's not even a big deal either. It's like she did it. It's done. You know, like he, she even said it, and they even worked it out. Like I think there's a part where, say, Rid- where Riddler says it's like leftover stuff from the touch virus. That's why she acts yeah. and stuff. I don't even think it's all that. I just think it's it's. It's her motivation to save the Narrows. She's in a different place right now, and she wants yeah. to save the Narrows. And Gotham is so crooked, and, and it's like she has seen everyone else break the rules, right? When she was the the don't-break-the-rules person, and she saw everybody else breaking the rules. Right. And they succeeded. I mean, like, like look how many times Joker, I mean, uh, Penguins come back mm-hmm. and been rewarded for being uh, a psychopathic jerk right um so she i see it like it's not a big deal it changed her so it's it's and i'm glad that ed didn't we didn't have to keep going over and on and on with the you know like the second the other personality telling you she doesn't love you you have to kill her thing it's like nah he's like i accept it she's hot though so i'm cool with it she's using me i get it that's fine and he's using her too so it all works out I like I like what they wrote in this uh, recap I'm looking at for this episode. Uh, I got I'm going to quote it real quick if you don't mind. It was like the writers on Arrow said, "No one can top how mediocre our Rayshad Ghoul season was," and and, got, <laughs> and, Goth, and Gotham was like, "Hold my beer, <laughs> yeah, we got this, we got this, exactly. We can do it in one episode." And you we know can... what? Last episode was so awesome. Like last yeah. episode was like it a was mini a Batman movie. It was a good, like you said, it would made a good finale. It but, was the finale. Yeah. I think this is just off. I think they had yeah. an extra episode, and they were like, well, we got to do something. I guess. We got to set up No Man's Land if we get another season. Exactly. That's so, what it felt like. Yeah, I give this like a C. I was not happy with this at all. Yeah, this is a C. It didn't even feel like it was part of the season. Yeah. Well, it, it felt like they were given the opportunity after getting an A-plus 100% on the whole Jerome thing like we, mm-hmm. it's like and you have a little extra credit see what you can do with it and then they gave us this and i didn't i didn't totally hate this but i didn't love it either um i mean i like the lee stuff i had no problem with that for the most mm-hmm. part um but everything i just can't i don't even mind the raza ghoul stuff either you know i think it might be cool to bring him back around and you knew we all knew he wasn't gonna stay dead but i cannot stand Barbara, I hate that character. I hate it. And every time they try to develop that character into something, it it just doesn't work. Not for me anyway. And this whole thing with Roz uh, and and Herb having the demon's head makes zero sense to me. And um, for this episode, I give it a D. I mean, it it's barely passing. Barely, barely passing. And after that awesomeness that we've had the last couple of weeks, it makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get. I mean, yeah, I get. It. I yeah. I it's it, it's totally like a C or whatever. It just it just didn't fit with the season, which has been a really good, strong season. 
Yeah. Um, it just felt like they had an extra weight. It has happened before in shows where they work out something. They they pretty much work mm-hmm. out all the, the, the plots and stuff and everything is done. And they and they realize they had an extra episode. But they've already got the money. Like, you don't give the money back. Oh, well, I mean, no. Many, you just shoot it. How many times have we said, uh, you know, that we love the shorter season, you know, model mm-hmm. of things? You know? Yeah. I mean, look at Black uh, Lightning. 13 episodes. In yeah, and out, solid. boom, told a story, solid. solid every episode. And now you get this, and it's like, oh, well, we have some space to kill. Let's do this, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, imagine what Iron Fist would have been had it been 22 episodes. Oh, man, I am the Immortal oh, Iron Fist. man, listen. I am the Immortal Iron Fist. No, I, you know, I am the Immortal Iron Fist. If, I am the Immortal if, Iron Fist. If I had to watch one more episode of, of that dude, Telling you he was the he was the Iron Fist and then having his fist not glowing, right? <laughs> I would have I don't think I'd have took it. I think I never would have finished it then. I never would have finished Iron Fist. If there was if I had to go through more of that shit. It bumps me on too because he's one of my favorite characters. He really yeah. is. When he's done right. Yeah. He was character. the one I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I was yeah. like, yo, what once he gets in? Let's see some kung fu shit. It's gonna be mm-hmm. some kung fu shit. Hey, he <laughs> brought that. It even brought down the Defenders, which would have been yeah. pretty perfect had it not yeah. been his yeah. characters. Yeah. Oh, who didn't want to see Daredevil and Iron Fist throwing down with some yeah. ninjas and shit? Like, who didn't want to see that? But, right. you know, we got what we got. It was still all right. Anyway, yeah. that's that's it's nothing. Uh, that's it's all connected. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Go listen to that if you really want to get in on that. <laughs> let's, t- let's move to The Flash. We're going to pour one out for uh, Ralph Dibney this week, everybody. This really just... This is another one where... It was a bummer, dude. I'm like, Whoa! Yeah, I had high hopes for this show. This is another one where it's like... It is so nihilistic in terms of this bad guy. I have a theory on how Ralph's coming back, but I'll save it to the end. Cool. Okay. okay. Um, they begin the episode looking for Edwin Gauss, the folded man. He's the last meta on the bus. Um, yeah. And then they, Barry and Ralph start arguing about whether or not they should kill DeVoe. And this goes back to what you were saying about Black Lightning before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, you should take him out. <laughs> or, I mean, it's like the, the argument we always hear about Batman and Joker, too, you know? Yeah. I'm cool with it. Uh, they, stum- <laughs> they stumble onto Edwin and they find out he has the power to create and travel to pocket dimensions. Um. Boy. Only when he's extra high. Yeah, right. <laughs> they find him in the hippie commune. Exactly. Um, with the help of Harry, who is now addicted to his thinking cap. Give me my hat back. Where's my hat, bitch? <laughs> Where is my super suit? Where is my super suit? Where is my super hat? Uh, they find Edwin in, you know, in the hippie commune and then get attacked by one of DeVoy's samurai um, uh, androids. And stabs Killer Frost in the process. And um, that attack is more than enough to convince Edward to go with them and hide in the pipeline. Um, So Ralph, you know, this adds fuel to his argument. You know, he's like about killing DeVoe. I mean, he's mad. Um, That, you know, he finds out that Edward's powers accidentally took him to DeVoe's lair. He tries to break him out of Star Lab so Edward can take him there and he can make the tough call to end DeVoe. (laughs) But Barry knocks Ralph out before he can leave with Edwin. And when uh, Ralph wakes up a few hours later, 
Barry finds out why Ralph is so intent on killing DeVoe. It's not because of Ralph being scared for his life. It's because he's scared of what DeVoe will do to Team Flash. Yeah. You know, the thing I don't get either, I mean, how many people has Team Flash collectively killed? All for of them. Bar- for, for Barry to, to have this righteous, you know, lecture at... Because I, I, I don't know, I mean, I don't know about his... you two, but I was I was on Ralph's side of kill kill him. Well, kill I'll him. go down the line. I'll answer your question. Every big bad they've had, they've killed. Yeah, and so, stri- uh, and his wife, his wife shot the last one. I'm she just, took a gun yeah. and shot him. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, if killing DeVoe means saving Central City, then Barry just needs to man up and. But that's and, my thing. Like, but Iris, like Iris in that room should have said, "Hey, it's what." That's my issue with you. Forget your own show. Hey, Barry. I like him. I, I like Savitar. I like him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I killed Avatar. I I killed Savitar, and I sleep just fine. Yep. Right? Like, her not saying anything. I'm sitting there looking at her like, Iris, are you not going to say anything? Like, you you shot the last one because he wanted to do that nonsense. Yep. You you killed him to make sure that he did not come back. And nothing. Yeah. Didn't make sense. That part didn't make sense. Uh, Joe confronts Harry about his addiction because he knows a junkie when he sees one. Yep, I like that. Uh, Joe, Harry takes the words to heart and takes a break for using it from using it for a minute. <laughs> That's about it. Um, although Barry wasn't a fan of uh, Ralph wanting to kill DeVoe, he did like the idea of using Edwin's powers to get into DeVoe's pocket dimension. So Flash, Cisco, and Killer Frost suit up, and they get there, but all they find is a hologram because DeVoe and Marlies are getting into Star Labs. And it's up to Iris, Joe, Harry, and Ralph to hold down the fort. Um, Iris heads to the Cortex and dukes it out with the engineer. She allows the engineer to stab her so she can knock her out and then use the thinker's chair to bring her friends back. Um, It's cool to see Iris kick some ass. Uh, Mm -hmm. Joe takes care of the samurai. Um, Harry runs to the time vault to um, pump more dark matter into his brain and ends up electrocuting himself. And then uh, Ralph runs to the pipeline to confront DeVoe. And, uh, but unfortunately, DeVoe has uh, absorbed all the Meta's powers. And he transfers his mind into Edwin's body. And even though he's by himself, Ralph manages to subdue DeVoe. Uh-huh. He turns his hand into a super tuning fork and attacks him. He has a chance to kill him, but he doesn't and cuffs him instead. And then DeVoe uses his powers to disable the cuffs. And then makes quick work of Flash, Vibe, and Killer Frost when they show up and transfers his mind into Ralph's body. But you don't even check them. Like, you don't, you don't like, knock <laughs> them out. Like, that's what really bothers me. Like, yeah. you have gone through scenario after scenario of trying to take this dude down, right? You have him caught, you have him captured. You don't think to, like, have tranquilize, like, to, to something. use something to keep him sleep and subdued. If you're not gonna kill him, just so he can't. So the, your first yeah. reaction should be to get him to that 
um, prison. Well, my, Those special prisons yeah. they got. Well, my thing about it was, Ralph, all episodes have been talking about how he was going to kill him. I was going to make the tough yeah. call, and he's going to kill him. Yeah. And he finally and gets the chance to. He does the right thing. He finally gets the yeah. chance to, and he does the right thing, and looks what, look what happens. So, Because exactly. this is the line of... like That's what I'm saying about this whole this season. What are you teaching us? Like you, because basically this is not the first time a a good character does like a character who a bad guy turns good, and then they're rewarded with being killed. And it's like there, there seems to be no hope in this season with these characters. Like every one of them have been all the bus characters have been killed. Like, and this is not a show. Or possessed, like he, or possessed, or possessed, and when they're possessed, they're killed. Like they're pretty much dead, right? Like mm-hmm. they don't. He 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 erases their head, their brains, and then he takes over, right? But like this, this is but, where my theory comes in. I'll let you finish. Okay, but I'm saying this this doesn't feel like a fun season to watch. Like this is something that they would do with Arrow or something, where they lose like that. But it with, with Flash, it's like I was. I was hoping for a little bit more of a hopeful season, you know, like those one and you know, like just a couple of one and duns and stuff, and you know, maybe meet some new. It kind of started out heroes. that way. Kind of started out that it way. It did compared to the it Savitar did. season. It, it seemed to start out that way. But then, but now it's going back to he loses all the stuff. Like he, everybody's dying, and they lose anyway. It's like I really would have loved to have seen these characters be a part of the Flash family. Like they don't have to see them all the time, but it would be nice to have them running around somewhere. These different characters, as opposed to you just kill them all off. It's just, just gone. So, what's your theory, Chubb? So I'm thinking, you know, because Ralph. He's able to manipulate himself down to, I mean, the the microscopic of microscopic molecule, mm-hmm. everything. What if I'm I'm thinking? What if he was able to stretch out like some kind of part of his mind, something to where he was able to lock away his consciousness within his own brain, um, using his skills or his his powers, oh. and then and then once Devoga is defeated. He, He'll 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 be whole again. All those other metas will probably be dead because they're going to go. But Ralph saves himself. Something along those lines is what I'm thinking. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just hoping too much because I really like that actor and I really like his character. Ralph has been a breath of fresh air to this show, and I just mm-hmm. don't want him to go. But I'm thinking there's got to be something, some contingency he planned for. I, I agree with you. I think I could see that being the case. Like he takes, yeah, he does something with the, with that ability and and shrink the brain part of him. It's still there somewhere. But yeah, just, I see them bringing. I see, I see them bringing him back. I think. I think you know he's like you I say. He's so. too strong of a character, and they spent too much time investing in him to really like kill him off. I think so. Yeah. Um. Also, um, Harry regains consciousness. Uh, post-intentional dark matter electroshock therapy, but something seems up with him. Yeah, and and Killer Frost loses her powers in the fight because Devoe had absorbed Melting Point's abilities. So now, like, what? Yeah, she lost little... them, but they're not lost because remember his ability. He doesn't just take them away; he shifts them to somebody else. Right. So I'm wondering if like 
suddenly Iris is going to, Killer Frost will show up in Iris or something. You know, I, I have a feeling that she it's she's just been shifted. That's another Not one that it would be easy enough for them to bring her powers back somehow. Yeah. So I could see that happening too. So that was the episode of The Flash, Lose Yourself This Week. I'm I'm mixed. I'm I'm it's cool that stuff happened. Mm-hmm. But it's not cool that what happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. Yeah, cuz I I really like these characters that they, you know, I really like the casting and these these characters that they came up with. And to for them to just be gone just as fast as they got here. It's just Well, it's Jim. Just, okay. You know, say so even though you didn't like even though you didn't like what happened, was it done in a good way? Was it well made? I thought it was a decent episode, but I'm just like, yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't thrilled with the 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 way things worked out, and I wasn't. No. I'm glad things. No, ha- I'm glad things happened rather than you know more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, more of the same kind of like stalling and stuff, and oh, here's another, uh, you know, here's another um, meta from the bus or whatever. But like. I I wasn't happy with the outcome. Like I, I I if they're gonna I don't think they're gonna kill Ralph off, and they kind of that's kind of a false flag there. And I kind of think mm-hmm. that they're gonna end up bringing Killer Frost's power, uh, Frost's powers back. Um, so, right. Um, and I gotta and I hate to be like, oh, Black Lightning is better than everything and everything. That's not even what I'm saying. But I do like the fact that they could have given into the trope of one of them had to die. At the end of the show, yeah, because I really thought that that they were going to do that to the wife. I really thought that the mother was going to get killed, especially when she took the gun. But you don't always have to kill somebody off. No, it's, every right. season, it's just too much, man. It's like Flash. I do agree. Flash should be lighter. I agree too. They they should keep the heavy stuff like that for um for Arrow. Yeah. It's as just, long as it's organic. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, right. Uh, you know, farm raised and, uh, <laughs> and free range, right? <laughs> so I, yeah, I give this, I guess, a B minus. I, I like some of the things that happened, but I didn't like the way they played out. And uh, I'm glad things did happen, but I don't know. So I give it, yeah, I give it a B. I, I all in all, I liked the episode. Um, I'm with you on as far as there were some outcomes I didn't like, but I, I think at least they were written well. It was executed well. Yeah, it's a B. Um, yeah, it was badly done. I, I just it wasn't hate a the bad episode. I'm just the way, no. you know, it's just the way it turned out. You know? It's just the way it turned out. I, I guess a C minus, a C plus. I'm just bummed. <laughs> Stop killing my metas, man. Stop killing them. I want to see it. I'm really mad. I love the, the, what was her name? The, the fiddler guy, the red, what was her name? The, the violin character. Oh, yeah. Oh. With the music. Uh, yeah, the fiddler. Yeah, I like, I really liked her character, too. Like, she was so, like, a gorgeous aside. That actress had such a personality that fit so well, especially with yep. Ralph. Ralph. Like, yep. why take that away? Like, just, you know. Even if they just took her powers away, still keep her alive. I rather, I would rather that. Like the whole case, I would rather it be he doesn't kill or take their bodies. He just takes their powers. I'd have been fine with that. 
Yeah, I... Because you could still do the same thing. Like, it's still too dangerous for one dude to have all those meta powers, right? That's still a bad thing. But you don't have to kill off all these actors that you pick. They did cast pretty well this season. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just stop it. I don't want to pay nobody new. Just stop it. Just cut it out. Yeah. Give us back our happy flash. God damn it. Yeah, I want it back, man. <laughs> we got enough. Grim, we got enough grim on the other shows. <laughs> yeah, we don't need it. We don't need it for Flash. It should stay. It should be what, what it is. I just uh, yeah, I'm 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 a little disappointed with the season. It keeps uh, like I said, it started out you know with the more hopeful and optimistic, and now it's just <sighs> like you said. It, it, it seems like it's doing a lot of those like uh, not tropes, but like shortcuts for for um, what should be you know. Um, you know, drama. You know what I mean? It's just like, mm-hmm. like instead of you know getting this good writing, let's kill somebody off. You know, and just seems like it seems uh, seems lazy. You know, I guess would be yeah. They are very it. blood in Flash. They are very bloodthirsty about always wanting to kill off characters, like so much. Like it, you don't need. You don't always. Have, it's like I I would love to tell them, hey. I don't know. Let me give you a dare. I dare you to do a great season without killing off any of the main characters. Yeah. And see what you can do. Like, take that away from it. Because that's all, like, that's constantly been the thing of this person's going to die. Like, in this season. Like, someone's going to kill this person. Or the, Now, this is, now you do a whole season of the whole season is this villain killing these 12 people. Like, that's been the premise of the season now that we're dealing with. Like, next season, it should get away from that. Like, you know, do some other stuff. Like, develop the Flash family a little bit. Find out more about the Speed Force. I'd love to find out more about the Speed Force. Well, I think the girl that keeps fanning out at the coffee shop, all that's going to come into play next season, I'm hoping. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too. Hope you're right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's ro- roll on to Krypton. That'll be our final show of the night. Mm-hmm. This episode was called The House of Zod. And we get a really uh, cool flashback at the beginning of Jaina Zod and her brother Vidar, um, which is like a nod to Ron Vidar, right? Which is. Uh, the, I would think so. Yeah, I would think so too. Uh, who was like. Wasn't he like the Green Lantern of the future or something? Anyway. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. But they uh, get the um, they have to fight each other um, to to um, you know learn what it means to carry on the Zod name, and we meet uh, you know uh, Jaina's father, and it kind of explains like Jaina's dysfunctional relationship with her daughter. You know, um, mm-hmm. the uh, we also have the other storyline is the Black Zero Commander hunting for Seg in the in the icy blizzard. Um, you know, Seg is is. Bleeding from a knife wound he took from the Black Zero, or not? Or they said they weren't Black Zero, but they actually were. Who, I don't know. Uh, I'm really confused on the whole Black Zero thing. Like they keep talking about them. I can't. I can't peg what they are exactly. Are they a terrorist group? Are they a freedom fighter thing? What are they? I don't know. It's not really well defined. I mean, according to the power structure of Krypton, they're they're a terrorist group. But from this Black Zero commander. It seems like they they have the same some of the same uh, goals as Seg, so which, um, 
makes me wonder what is their motivation against SEG if they both seem to have common yeah. wants and goals. Exactly. I, I, I don't know. Hopefully they'll they'll explain that further in upcoming episodes. But I'm I'm just really lost why they're so important when at the first couple of episodes you didn't really hear anything about them. And I don't know. It just well, it feels like they're a group that's against religion being the controlling force in the government. That's what it feels like. But then they but they, but they use they, terrorists. But I'm saying, but you're right. I think you're right. But I don't think they define that very well in the show. They don't. I, I, this is just me spec. This is just me like speculating on what they they seem to be doing, and it seems to be also that they're um, that they don't really care about uh, they they use terrorist tactics that they don't care about who gets hurt. Civilians are are on the table of getting hurt, and that's the thing that's going to keep them separated. Yeah, you know, from um. being with them. He ends up uh, wandering back into the compound to try to uh, to the interrogation room. Tries to get in communication with Candor, but it doesn't help. And he finds a tortured female prisoner who promises to help him to safety. Um, we then see Lyda in her uh, cell at Fort Roz. Uh, her uh, the guy who loves her, Dev M, is there. It doesn't she doesn't believe that she's a terrorist at all. And there's a, a scene, you know, where he, he, you know, explains like the first time he saw her and he knew he was in love with her. And, um, you know, it turns out he's not such a bad guy after all, as we might have thought. Oh, did he say she wore a raspberry beret? <laughs> the kind you find in a secondhand <laughs> store? Just had the Prince reference in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin Stranger worried about Seg. They have no idea where he is. Um, Seg and the free, uh, female prisoner, they go into the maze-like compound, they try to find their way out, and they end up in before, in front of a, a massive door engraved, which kind of looks like the House of El Sigil, but not. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Mm. It, it was almost like it was the symbol from Man of Steel, but then they jumbled it. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's what kind it looked of, like. Kind of, yeah. And it turns out Rika, the the other prisoners, like a patriot, sneak up from behind and take them away. Um, Nissa is trying to set up a power play by getting Jaina onto their side to overthrow the voice of Rao. Um, her and her father argue about the plan. You know, Nissa's offering to help Lyda uh, from being executed if Jaina gets on their side against the voice of Rao. Um, but, you know, Darren knows about Nissa's feelings for Seg, and that might backfire if they go, you know, Jaina goes to the high priest instead. Um, meanwhile, inside of Rekha's hideout, they introduce uh, uh, this character named Amaray, who's a leader in a weird hat, <laughs> who, who says, you know, the, uh, these refugees are alive due to the blessings of Sithana, the true mother of Krypton. Ooh. They're a cult called the Sithanites. They, they follow the Kryptonian deity of ice and death. Um, because uh, Seg saved one of their people, he orders his wounds to be healed. Um, we find out Daron Vex uh, is like setting this whole thing up with the, that Sagittari who killed the innocent man during that raid uh, last episode. Uh, it turns out he's having an affair with her and keeping her Ooh. on a short leash to try to, you know, to use Lyda as leverage, you know, against uh, to get Jaina on board with the... Uh, you know, the overthrow they're trying on. Uh, scumbag. We, yeah, he's total mm -hmm. scumbag. 
He's kind of like Littlefinger in this. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good yeah. 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 He's playing all the sides against each other. Um, we get a second flashback sequence where Jaina and her brother are barely alive. There's only one, enough oxygen out there to survive. Um, and she ends up leaving her brother to die. And then Jaina gets the uh, indestructible necklace with the Zod, uh, you know, seal on it. And she's the Zod. You know, she is, you know, the head of the house. Um, Jaina and Nissa face off. And Nissa's like, you know, if all it takes is one word from me, if you ally with us, then we'll save Lyda. Jaina doesn't know what to do here. Um, meanwhile, back with the, the Sithonites... Um, real, Seg realizes he's never, he might never get out of there. Um, Reiki explains that his family has did something awful to their society in the past, and that's why they're never going to let him go. But she won't tell anything. Um, Seg says that the entire, he bluffs, he says the entire extended L family is on their way to find him, and their wrath will descend again. Um... Rika is scared by this. She believes him, and she thinks she's saving her people. She gives Seg a respirator and an escape route out into the cold. Um, meanwhile, everybody gets together for the execution of Light Azad. Uh, just as the executioner steps forward, steps forward the blade, um, Jaina nods to Nyssa, and then all of a sudden, boom! Darren betrays his lover, Kolda, and says that she recanted her testimony and all charges have been dropped. So Kolda is murdered in her cell. Uh, in... No, she she slit her wrist, Jim. She killed herself. Oh, I thought she got killed. I thought somebody killed her. No, no, it was you. You know, they found her on the floor with her wrist slit. You know, she did it all herself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure, like like police brutality. Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Like the way those uh, poli- you know the, the those poor people who get uh, arrested end up killing themselves in the back of a police mm-hmm. van while they're getting mm-hmm. right. stuffed. Right. Happens all the time. Uh, Lyda realizes her mother saved her, and um, Jaina confesses that she's been her greatest love and now her greatest shame. Um, out in the storm, Seg is running out of oxygen, but he uses a battery to power up his communicator and reach Adam Strange Bank in Rankless Town. Uh, Strange goes directly to Lyda with the message and gets her to organize a rescue party of Sagittarius to save Zeg. Uh, there's a big ice storm coming. And, you know, he's probably not going to survive. Um, Seg has a hallucinatory vision of Lyda, and it turns out it's actually the Black Zero Commander. Um, they put Seg back into the torture lounger, and he gets interrogated again. And then he explains that the key to stopping Brainiac lies with Reika, the, the woman that Seg saved. They need Seg alive to show him where their sanctuary is. But then Lyda and Strange and her squad take out the Black Zero operatives. Lyda tracks down the commander, and they go into a huge battle. And then he recognizes the jewelry around Lyda's neck, and she asks how he knows it, and he shows a necklace, and he says, it was the one that was given to him by her, because he is her son! What? What, what, what? <laughs> I thought it was her grandson. I don't know. I thought it was her uh, Either way, because the the theory is that, that that's the Zod. The right, actual general, Zod. General Zod. Yeah. yeah. So, Ugh. for for the timeline, I think it would be grandson. But anyway, yeah, it would be grandson. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, You're right. Have to be. Uh, he's come back in time to help save Krypton from Brainiac instead of reveling in his destruction. So he says, and the secret weapon he needs for the task is Doomsday. 
Dun, dun, dun. What? Now, wait a minute, Krypton. Back up. <laughs> you already got some time travel shit that you haven't resolved at all with Adam Strange here. Now you're going to drop more time travel shit on us? <laughs> What's up with that? And this is a shorter season than even uh, Black Lightning, I think, right? Or the yeah, they got 10, 10 episodes. episodes. 10 yeah. episodes. I think it's a little, yeah. little too much time travel, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. What's weird about this episode is I watched it. Nothing was Nothing was necessarily boring or wasn't done well. But for some reason, this episode had a hard time holding my attention. I kept just drifting off, not you know, and I have to rewind it. Just, I was, I don't know if bored's the right word. Well, but to man. hear you describe it, because I haven't watched it yet, but it feels like the episodes of Game of Thrones where there's always that episode where all it is is moving pieces. A lot of pieces get moved around. That's what this it ain't exciting. Sure. It ain't exciting, but it, but that, but everything is shifted for the next, you know, for the next set of. Things that they have to deal with. Yeah, I but mean, I, the, I, oh, go uh, ahead, man. No, well, I was just going to say really quick. It feels like they're blowing their whole wad on this ten episode season. Like, like they know they're not because I mean, they're bringing in everything. Now we have these odd doomsday. You know, everything's coming into it. And it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Focus on one thing at a yeah. time. I get it though because you, you listen to what they they have to compete with, like. See, I'm 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 kind of in the same boat as Chubb. Like I'm thinking, they're throwing too many things at the wall. You know what yeah, I, mean? I get. They yeah. should have kept it as a sci-fi Game of Thronesy mm-hmm. kind of you know plan within plans type thing. But now they're throwing in all these bits for time travel and the. I mean, the one time traveler, the one Adam Strange, that was a good you know through line for the story, a good overarching plot. Okay, we have to make sure that Krypton explodes to make Superman happen, right? But yeah. They're just adding too many things, you know, yeah. and 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 it just and, seems like they're mixing too many things into the pot. Yeah, and yeah. all of those things are cool. It's just it's too soon and too much at once. Yeah, yeah, because something like dropping that that there's another time travel. That's something you drop at the finale of the season. That there's an evil or whatever, or there potentially uh, another time traveler there, um, but you don't put it in. Halfway in because this is the halfway point, I think. Yeah, it was episode the season five, so right? far. Yeah, this yeah. is the halfway point. Mm-hmm. But it, but I wonder though if, with the fear of TV, you know, like you, you, you only got so long to get those numbers in that they felt like they had to overload it because they didn't want to lose it. You know, they wanted to keep people watching so that they could get another season. Right, and I, I wonder right. if that's the case because it feels like they just throwing that in. It was like they didn't really need to throw that in. I, feel I think like they had a lot going. They're on. They're kind of leaning too hard into the Superman stuff too. Yeah, like yeah, you know, we I didn't agree. need Doomsday here. You know, we didn't no. need Zod. I mean, if you want to have Zod mm-hmm. do that near the end as a big reveal, you know, they didn't but really. That's what but I they did. didn't need yeah. it. You know. Yeah, but I, I think, think that that's it. the because the usually the because Gotham went to the same thing right every time. How many times we had to deal with this? Yeah. When we talked about Gotham, and people would be like, "How can you watch that show? It doesn't have Batman in it." You know, like, but it that is the first reaction, right? But then they 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 found a they found their groove, and they realized they didn't really right. need Batman in it, you know? right? That's that's the thing, like, and that's and I wonder if that's the case. Like, they felt like they were worried that people would write it off because there is no Superman, so they felt like they have to 
throw in so much to keep the the Superman Superman fan watching it, and that could be a detriment because you want them, you want more than just the Superman comic readers to to watch it. Right. And I already think it was interesting. Like I, I like there was enough going on that I was already invested in this show. Yeah, I would have been like, fine with it staying a sci-fi show mm-hmm. and staying in that lane, working that. That would have been fine with me. But, Occasional Easter egg here and there. Yeah, right. But I don't think they yeah. need to be that deep with the, you know, no, the Superman references I don't think so. and everything. I really don't. Because, I mean, just the point of Lita like, got me so involved. Like, they've heard D trying to work her way in this cast system. And also, you know, like, that was great to watch. I think yeah. that was interesting. And then you watch, you know, L's, the, the, the the L family and stuff and uh, that, all that was interesting. I thought yeah, you know, if they lean yeah. more into that, I would have been fine with it. But uh, you know, they seem to be throwing too many things. You know, oh Superman Doomsday. You know what that yeah. is? You know, and all of a sudden it's just like. No. But I'm not surprised. I I bet yeah. you it was that that was the case. And and I know that usually they they'll throw like the first half of the season. They'll they ship it out to all the critics mm. to watch it and. I could see that that's that the thought process. I could see them in the t- in Oh, the, that's the, a good point. Yeah. To be like, we got to put that all in there because we want these critics to, you know, like to to love it. Like we want them to really feel like they want to watch the other half of the season. So, I think that that's that's probably why they. It's a desperate move when because it's so hard to know because you you don't get the numbers until halfway in, right. So it's like, and you're competing with all these other shows, and you don't have any powers in the show. It's 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 sci-fi. It's no no abilities, but you you can show tech and stuff, which they've done a good job showing tech and whatnot too. But they might feel like they're lacking still, or you know, pre-worried before they even start. I don't know. They don't. don't, They're they're not enough. Well, I I really think they needed it. You know. Yeah, I'm not ready to give up on it yet. I mean, it's going to only be 10 episode season, so I'm going to watch it through. But I, oh, yeah. I really hope that it turned because the first four episodes had me all in. I was excited. Yeah. I was yeah. really. Yeah. And then this one just really. And it wasn't just like it was a bad episode. And that wasn't necessarily a bad episode. It just what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It just I, I found it kind of funny that. There was so much going on in the episode as far as pieces moving around, but I was so bored. I yeah. just it couldn't hold my attention. And I, I just think there's too many too many cooks, you know, like the video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, maybe we should do this. Maybe yeah, we should exactly, this. exactly. Maybe we should do this in there, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I gave yeah. it a C. It was it was just kind of a wash for me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. You get a C. Uh, before we wrap up real quick, I just wanted to mention that there's a lot of cool uh, news bits and things on our Facebook group, DC TV Podcast uh, Facebook group, including Stephen Amell saying the Arrow will cross over with Black Lightning. Never going to happen. You can hear the plea in his voice. Please. Please let it cross please, over. Please. Please. We want some of that quality. There's also a cool clip of uh, from Batman Ninja, the upcoming uh, anime with Batman and the Joker. Looks Jedi. so That's awesome. Really that looks incredible. Yeah. Um, there's an interview with the writers of Black Lightning uh, with video, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Uh, I got to watch that. 
Uh, we got a picture of Joe Manginello uh, posting a new Deathstroke picture, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but all of that's right there on the Facebook group. If you want to check it out at DCTV Podcast on the Facebooks, we'd love to have you as a member. Oh, we're up to like almost 275 members now. That's pretty sweet. Uh, so until next week, when we have even more DC uh, TV to talk about, uh, oh. no more Black Lightning. <laughs> what? Where, where can you guys be found on the internet? Well, I just wanted to mention one thing, too, that we had decided because of oh, so right. many shows, stuff going on. We're going to postpone Talking Eye Zombie until the season's over, and then we'll do like a recap episode. Because uh, we had discussed we're probably, we are probably we might be doing that with this season's Lucifer as well. So um, it's not we're giving up on those shows. It's just trying to keep it, this in a nice, tight format for Jim there. So Plus, we want to avoid having three-hour episodes <laughs> every right, week. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, and and sure. we want Jerry to be involved with our, our zombie discussion, yeah. of course. So. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> She's not here. I can talk some shit. Okay. You can do it. You can do it. Oh, and I will say, since I brought it up, if you haven't been watching Lucifer this season because of some of the silliness from last season, go back and try it again. It's been very Up good. until this last episode pissed me off again. What, yesterday? Yeah. Because I haven't watched it yet. So. Yeah, wait till you do. Wait till you do. Uh, oh, no. It's another one of those. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Well, uh, guys, anything you want to plug? I know we're all together on the uh, Fear the Walking Dead TV podcast every week. Yeah. Um, yep. That gets posted the day. Usually this comes out on Tuesday night, and that goes out on Monday night, so you can check that out. Uh, you can listen to Daryl and myself and Donnie on Nothing's On every week, talking about movies and TV and other fun stuff. Uh, if you're interested in the Allison Mack story, or getting arrested for being part of a sex cult, we kind of go over it. <laughs> We kind of go over hell? go over that on Nothing's On a little bit this week, so that you know. Yeah, I, I we got to talk about more of it because the trial oh, is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they so. got a tr- they got her on trial already. Yep. Well, they did the whole thing of like she pleaded not guilty, and right now. She, oh yeah, she I saw that she been arraigned. I just didn't. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. So we go right. a little, little deeper on that there. So if you want to check that out, <laughs> I gotta uh, listen to that. Uh, you can follow Chub Toad at Chub Toad one right? And uh, yep. Daryl at The Voice 123, both on Twitter. Yep. You can follow me there at Yoda Jones. And uh, Jerry, who wasn't able to join us this week, is at Sis Throat Punch, uh, also on the Twitter. So until next week, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me for another week. And we are Ghost. Good night.
us Keep it with you for a burn The key that everybody run You know how this hole in the fire If I bet you beat you Like you bought it, you ain't no beat you Now if you bought it Keep it that everybody run You know how this hole in the fire Turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it Keep it with you for a burn The key that everybody run You know how this hole in the fire If I bet you beat you Like you bought it, you ain't no beat you Now if you bought it Timmy, 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 Timmy,